Welcome back, everybody, to BBP News. It's me, Chris. Let's get right into the weather. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 80 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny, 86. And in Chicago, noise, partly cloudy, 63. And finally, in New York City, mostly sunny, 63. I am flying solo today. If you couldn't tell, Nick's not here to do the normal intro. So, it's just me today, and let me tell you, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes all by myself. But, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, uh, Nick's enjoying a nice long weekend, so, lucky him. I guess I kind of had the last two weeks off, so I can handle a weekend. Maybe. We'll find out. But anyways, getting right into the news, uh, gas prices are likely to go up. After OPEC Plus decided last week that they were cutting oil production not by 1, but 2 million barrels a day starting in November. That is the largest cut since the pandemic started and counts for about 2% of the world's daily oil usage. When oil production is cut, that lessens the amount of supply that is on the ground in global market, aka meaning less gas available, so prices for the consumer will go up because of a larger demand. The cost of a barrel of gas have been going down a lot over the last few months, but OPEC Plus doesn't really like that because less profit for them. And OPEC Plus is a group of oil-producing countries that make up 40% of the global production. In the announcement last week, they said the production cut is happening in the uncertainty in the global future of oil production. Even though these cuts have not started yet. The price of a barrel of gas jumped back up to over $90 a barrel last week. So there's some more news on student loans, um, on what things not to be doing. The Education Department and the White House say there are four don'ts you do not want to do in regarding student loan forgiveness. And you probably will want to pay attention since there are a lot of scams going around. Starting with, do not pay anyone that contacts you about debt forgiveness or relief. You do not need to pay anyone for the debt forgiveness. When the application is available, it will be free and on the Education Department's website. Second, do not release your account information or password to anyone about student loan forgiveness. The Department of Education or your loan servicer will not contact you for that info. Third, never give personal or finance information to someone you do not know. When in doubt, if someone calls you, hang up and call your student loan servicer directly. And finally, do not refinance your student loans unless you know the risks. If you refinance into a private loan, they will not be eligible for forgiveness or flexible payment plans. We are expecting the application for forgiveness to be out this week, actually, or the following week. We will, of course, keep you updated on that. Last week, the Supreme Court started a new term on October 3rd. That means the newest judge, Katanji Brown-Jackson, will take her seat on the bench to hear oral arguments. This is not the only news the Chief Justice announced after two years of pandemic protocols. The public will once again be allowed into the courtroom to hear oral arguments. During the pandemic, there was an audio feed you could listen to on the Supreme Court's website, and that will continue now. No cameras are allowed in the courtroom. In cases that they are hearing this year, certain topics, uh, the Alabama district maps, there's more on that in a minute, and potentially limiting the scope of power 
for the Clean Water Act of 1972, Moore v. Harper, Federal Power Over Elections, Student Rights When It Comes to College Admission, Affirmative Action, and we have talked about that a little bit in the past, and Business is Freedom of Speech. That's just to name a few of the topics the Supreme Court is covering this term. Last week, the Supreme Court heard a case that could potentially change the way we vote, and it could reverse the 1965 Voting Rights Act again. I'm not talking about the controversial Moore v. Harper case. I am talking about the other one that has not gotten as much of attention, but is just as important. The Merrill v. Milligan case. This case is out of Alabama and challenges the 1965 Voting Rights Act in the case of Alabama. Lawmakers redrew a congressional map after the 2020 census as required, while that map only had one majority black population. Even though Alabama has over a quarter of black population, according to the Founding Fathers, we all know representation should be on population and proportional. Then there is Section 2 of the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which ban states and local governments from limiting voting rights based on the basis of race. That means state and local government are not allowed to draw new congressional lines that could dilute the votes of minorities. Now, because of the new map, black voters advocacy groups sued the state of Alabama alleging race-based gerrymandering and said the new map deleted new black power. In January, the panel of federal judges, which was dominated by former President Trump appointees, threw the map out, saying it was illegal and directed the Alabama state legislature to draw new district maps. Alabama appealed to the Supreme Court in saying the ruling would create a segregating district and saying that violates the Constitution. And in February, the Supreme Court overruled those judges in a 5-4 ruling, saying Alabama could still use the voting map while that case played out in lower courts. And that means it is being used in the November elections, and the case is really about whether or not the map can be used in the next census in 2030. And depending on their ruling, it could deliver a major blow to the 1965 Voting Rights Act. The ruling will not come out until... June of next year. The Trump legal team just appealed to the Supreme Court over the classified documents seized from Mar-a-Lago and the FBI search. As we previously reported, about 100 of the nearly 11,000 documents seized from the former president's home were so top secret the special master sifting through all of it and the former president's legal team really had no business reviewing said documents. While the former president's, while the former president disagrees and are asking the Supreme Court to step in and the special master to review the documents and determine whether or not they fall in a special category of being classified and executive privilege. The Trump appeal does not address the Eleventh Circuit ruling allowing the Department of Justice to continue its criminal investigation while the special master review is underway. Because the case is filed in the Supreme Court emergency docket, that means the justices could resolve the issue within a matter of days, or they could decide not to hear the case altogether. Former President Donald Trump's administration has not turned over all presidential records and the National Archives will consult with the Justice Department on whether to move to get them back 
the agency has told Congress. In mid-September, a congressional panel saw an urgent review by the National Archives and Records Administration after agency staff members acknowledged that they did not know if all presidential records from former President Trump's White House had been turned over. Former President Trump is facing a criminal investigation by the Justice Department for retaining government records, some marked as highly classified, including top secret at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida after leaving office in 2021. The FBI seized more than 11,000 records, including about 100 documents marked as classified, as I just reported, in a court-approved August 8th search warrant. At Mar-a-Lago, the Washington Post is reporting that the former president asked one of his lawyers to tell the National Archives and Records Administration in early 2020 that former President Trump had returned all materials requested by the agency, but the lawyer declined because he was not sure if the statement was true. The newspaper is also reporting former President Trump himself was the one who packed up the boxes that were ultimately returned to the National Archives in early 2022. Former President Trump has sued CNN in federal court in February for defamation. In the lawsuit filed last week by former President Trump's attorneys, claims CNN, quote, has sought to use its massive influence as a trusted news source to defame the plaintiff in the minds of the viewers and readers for the purpose of defeating him politically, cultivating in CNN claiming credit for getting Trump out of 2020 presidential election, end quote. The former president is seeking $475 million in punitive damages, according to the lawsuit. The former president's attorneys allege in the filing that CNN, quote, has undertaken a smear campaign to destroy the plaintiff with a barrage of negative associations and broadcasting commentary that he is like a cult leader, a Russian lackey, a dog whistler to white supremacists, and a racist, end quote. In order to prove defamation, public officials and other public figures must prove journalists acted with actual malice or reckless disgreed for the truth in their reporting. A high legal bar too clear given First Amendment protections granted to the free press under the Constitution. The New York Times, for example, has not lost a defamation case in more than 50 years. The Daily Beast dropped a bombshell report last week about Georgia Senate candidate and former football star Herschel Walker. The Trump-backed Republican candidate supports a complete abortion ban with no exceptions, but the publication ran an article last week claiming Walker supported at least one abortion for a woman who says they conceived a child while they were dating in 2009. She says Walker urged her to get an abortion. The woman said she had the procedure done and that Walker gave her $700. She gave the Daily Beast the receipts and even had a get well card sent to her and signed by Walker. Walker talked to Fox News and said the allegations were a lie. His adult son, Christian Walker, who happens to be a conservative activist and social media influencer, railed on his father online over the allegations, calling his behavior, quote, atrocious and saying that his father was lying about the Daily Beast article. You can watch Christian Walker's video on Christian's Instagram and this October surprise is coming at a critical time in the campaign with midterm elections 
less than five weeks away now. The outcome of the Georgia Senate race is one that could determine the balance of the power in the Senate. Herschel Walker is facing off against incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock. Getting into rapid news, the fan who caught the New York Yankees star Aaron Judge's record-breaking 62-home run ball says he's not sure what he'll do with it yet, but he has received several offers for over $2 million for the ball. A student at Purdue University was killed inside his dorm room on campus, officials announced on Wednesday of last week, one suspect the victim's roommate has been arrested in connection with the crime. Getting into good news, we all know around here Nick is the king of good news, but I think I have found a good news story that is very impressive, and it, it just, you know, it just might challenge Nick here on uh, good news stories. I'm going to butcher this name, but this took place when Gerald Oldham became a cancer-free in August. She knew she had to do something big to celebrate. Little did she know she'd get, she'd get a surprise shout-out from her triumph over the loudspeaker. Gerald's challenging road began in March 2021 when she received a breast cancer diagnosis. She was also pregnant at the time. And she started treatment ASAP after her daughter was born in 2021. And... After beating cancer, she knew she had to do something to celebrate it. And so what did she do? She took a girl's trip to Hawaii um, along with a few of her best friends. But she had no idea what was in store for her as soon as she boarded the plane. Take a lesson. But I would like to add a special welcome to a special guest in today's flight. We have a passenger who's headed to Hawaii with us today to celebrate her victory over late-stage breast cancer. why I only fly Southwest. I mean, that is just above and beyond of the pilot. And even more amazing that her husband was able to arrange this with Southwest to get this big special announcement over the loudspeaker of the plane. And everyone in the plane, you know, applauded her and wished her congratulations. And in the video, you can just see the pure shock um, from her that the pilot said her name on the loudspeaker, wished her congratulations of beating breast cancer. I mean, it's amazing you beat breast cancer, but even more amazing that you get a shout out like that. So, you know, that that's just awesome that the Southwest pilot did that. Southwest was able to coordinate that with the husband. So husband of the year and airline of the year? I don't know. She's definitely like the hero of the year without a doubt. But uh, that is the end of this Monday morning news episode. We both will finally be back together for another Idiots in the News. And, of course, you can't miss Friday's news episode to wrap up all the news in your work week. But until then, have a great start to your week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>